We told our brothers yesterday that reward is directly proportional to effort exerted. This is a management principle. Reward is directly proportional to effort. If Allah is going to reward you and make your Jannah more beautiful and make your skills of good deeds more heavy on the day of Qiyamah, if this is the prize for you being a parent, it means it requires effort. This is what it means. And Al-Jazaa min jinsil amal. Al-Jazaa min jinsil amal. The reward is based on the effort, on the work. And you will be rewarded according to that. So taking our time. And this is the beauty of Islam. This is the beauty of Islam. What we're talking about here is not something which is, who has time for this? How can We can't say this. Who has time for this? To really, I'm start now overthinking my child. Who has time for this? Wallahi, you should have time for it. Having time for it could mean that big palace made out of diamonds in Jannah for you. When you look at life with the lens of Iman and the lens of Islam and based on the da'wah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you realize that as a Muslim, every little thing becomes ibadah, worship. Because worship is everything that is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in speech, in actions, and in belief. Even how you want to be diligent with your children, is this not beloved to Allah? This is ibadah. And if, the, if it's ibadah, it, it's a means of jannah. I was telling the brothers the other day, when you go to work, you can make it an ibadah. If you make it for the sake of Allah, if you make it for the sake of Allah, a day will never come in your life where you say, Wallahi, this work depresses me. How can it be? From morning till night, you're building jannah. Can this be depressing? No. Your work became a means of building Jannah. Your education, if you tied it in a way and made it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it becomes an ibadah. How can you be depressed going to school? When you go to school, you won't be telling everybody, I'm going to school. You say, I'm going to build Jannah. When you go to work, I'm going to build Jannah. Paradigm shifting. People will say, you strange. Yes, be strange. That's a good strange. That's not a weird strange. That's a good strange. So as parents take out this time, Take out this time because each child is engineered in their specific way. It's your job to figure it out. It's your job to figure it out. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you. And remember the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu That when a person dies, there's no way of earning rewards except in one of three ways. Except in one of three ways. And one of those three ways is leaving behind a pious child who makes dua for his parents. You'll get to Allah on Qiyamah and see Hajj and Salah and Siyam and so many good things. And you say, Ya Allah, but I didn't do this. And Allah will say, it was, you did. Because you brought up your child the right way. This was the price. After you, they made dua for you. So we blessed you with this. Subhanallah. Ya Allah, make us from those that see more on our scales of good deeds on the day of Qiyamah. Ameen. So what's number one as parents? Take time to know your child. Number two, take time to show them right from wrong. And again, not my way or the highway kind of business. Right? Take time. Which means, in practice, walk the talk. In practice. Don't just say Coke is bad for you while sipping a nice cold Coke. And nowadays the parents say, well, we can put the Coke in the coffee mug. So they think we're drinking tea. Me personally, I don't encourage you drinking coke. I don't think it's good for you or your children. It's just an example. Teach them right from wrong. Share with them your experiences. 
That's the best way. And share with them the experiences of your parents that they taught you. And experiences of others that you know. Subhanallah. When I was growing up, I was fortunate. My dad used to always talk to me and still does. Walillahilhamd. No matter how many qualifications I can get, he's still the most qualified. Because he has a degree from the university of life, as he tells me, rightly so. We have degrees from the universities of academia. He has the university of life. He always used to talk to me, tell me things, things which I knew, things which I didn't know, things which he told me, he'll tell me again. Subhanallah. And he would tell me that if you listen to me, you will live in peace. And if you don't, you might end up in regret. And it might be that I will be in my grave. May Allah preserve him in Allah's obedience. He's alive, hafidhahullah. And I have the opportunity to tell him that you told me this, I benefited from that. He used to tell me, I shared this with the brothers in Leicester once, because it's the first time I said it. These are personal things. But ala kulli hal, he used to tell me, for the sake of our gathering and, and, and breathing benefit, he used to tell me, my dear son, you and me in this world is like us on a journey. You in a vehicle and I'm in a vehicle. The only difference between us is that I started my journey 25 or 30 years before you. And you starting your journey. But as a father, I love you. So I made sure I found a telephone and I called you from 30 years ahead. And I said, son, you know what? You're coming on the journey. After so many kilometers, there's a dust road. Ensure you fit the right tires before you get on that road. I didn't. I had all sorts of problems and I was delayed. After so many more kilometers, it's not safe. Make sure you keep your doors locked. I didn't. And I faced so many delays. After so many kilometers, there's a checkpoint. Make sure you're driving at the right speed. I didn't. And I faced so many delays. After so many kilometers, there was an oil spill. The road is slippery. Be careful. Slow down. Put on your hazards. I didn't. And I faced so many delays. In any case, in 30 years, this is where I've reached. And I've shared with you advice to make your journey more smoother. If you listen to me, my dear son, you will get to where I am in probably five years. It took me 30. You'll probably get there in five. And you'll have another 25 years to build on what I only achieved. You can surpass it by 25 years. And if you don't, don't think you will reach the 30 year mark or the experiences of 30 years. Because my caliber is different to your caliber. I face the problems, but my abilities to handle them are not the same as your abilities to handle them. It might have taken me three years to recover from this mess, it will take you five. It might have taken me eight years to recover from this mess, it will take you ten. So at the 30 year mark, you would not have achieved what I achieved. Subhanallah, look at this beautiful qiyas and analogy. Wallahi, wallahi, hafidahullah. It's beautiful. Isn't this what it's all about? We share experiences. We teach our children through experiences. I was telling the brothers today, one of the brothers was saying, I want to leave my degree. I said, look, you've done so much. Continue. And I shared with him that advice because of my dad. Right? Now we finish a period of our study and we say that now we want to... Allah has blessed, alhamdulillah. Allah blesses. Some people are blessed to study and be able to be involved in the da'wah in ways... Others 
can only be involved in one. Ala kulli hal, you get to a stage that you've been in university for so long and you can't become a professional student, as they say. Every time you finish something, you're starting something else. There's bigger fish to fry. And I've spent a long time in the academic system. And it was my intention to leave. But my dad left with me words of advice, which I, I took at wholesale value. Immediately at face value, without even trying to think about it further. He says, look, you've done 800 kilometers in the institute. And you have the opportunity to finish the other 200 and make it a thousand. If you decide to leave, fazak. That's your decision. But my advice to you is at least leave the door open to go back. At least do that part. Leave, but leave this part. This is from his experience. Because in his life, there must have been something that he left without leaving the door open to go back. And when he wanted to go back, it was shut. This is experience from our fathers. It's a message for the young ones sitting here, isn't it? We must listen to our parents. We should take their advice. They have the university of life. You might know that one, one plus one equals two, but they know other things, which the school will never teach you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve our parents in His obedience, and shower His divine mercy upon them if they passed away, and make their graves gardens, from the gardens of Jannah, and grant them the highest Jannat, the highest places in, in paradise. And gather us with them. Ameen. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. So we should take time to show them right from wrong. We should share our experiences and the experiences of others and build their capacities, their maturity. We should take time for that. The next responsibility within the remit of mother and father as parents together is to allow our children to feel responsibilities within their capacities. Allow them to feel the weight of responsibility. Allow them to get things right themselves. And get things wrong themselves. And feel the weight of making a mistake. We shouldn't mother them all the time as it said. Sometimes they've reached the capacity of responsibility. It's your job to make them leaders of tomorrow. To allow them to feel the weight. At least they're under your care and guidance still. Allow them to feel it. It shouldn't be a case where your child is old enough to do something. And the father is still doing it. You're offloading your vehicle, the father is offloading the vehicle whilst the son is sat. Because we still want to keep them in a diamond box. Don't dirty your clothes. Don't worry. Your time will come tomorrow. We still will break our back doing it. Give them the weight of responsibility. Tell them now it's passed on to you. This is your department. When you travel, give them some responsibility. Don't give them the responsibility of the passports. It might be a disaster, but... There are certain responsibilities you can give them. You don't have to carry everything as the parents. So your responsibility is in doing a count. Some families, mashallah, it's a football team. So you can't make sure all the kids are, are moving together. No one's left behind. Right? Home alone three or four. Five. ala kulli We need to let them understand responsibility. And when they make a mistake, teach them that the problem is not in making the mistake. The problem is in not learning from the mistake. Because we are weak. We, we are prone to error. Teach them this. So when they grow up and they make mistakes, they are leaders, they grow from these mistakes. They don't become insignificant. It happens. Sometimes a child makes one mistake. Or in their life, they make a mistake and you don't hear from this person again. It sent them into a spiral of depression and loss of confidence. Right? Teach your children this as parents. 
we said teach them right and wrong and make them feel responsibility. We have this example from Yaqub alayhi salam. Yaqub alayhi salam, Yusuf alayhi salam was taken away from him at a very young age. A very young age. But we see Yaqub alayhi salam teaching this child as if this child is an adult in our terms. He was teaching this child as if this child was a child. And this is what the child had to know. Subhanallah. Yusuf alayhi salam when he had this dream, he was confused. He went to his father. Again, who? His father. That's the first, that's my hero. My father is the leader. That's my hero. I want to be like him. He goes to his father and says, I've seen this dream, it confuses me. Yaqub alayhi salam doesn't say this is a kid, six years old, five years old, seven years old. No, he tells him, do not relay this dream to your brothers. For they will plot against you. Now who would tell their six-year-old kid this? Who? Who's going to put up their hands? Nobody would say, yeah, he's too young to know. Leave it, don't worry about it. No. He told him. And look how he told him. Our parenting attitude is, do and don't do. If'al wa la taf'al. Sighatul amr wa nahi. I think I did, I did this as part of my parenting talk. I think it was in Leeds. I shared this example with them. If'al wa la taf'al. Sighatul amr wa nahi. We're good at giving commands and prohibitions. Right? Sit here. Don't sit there. Eat that. Don't eat that. Wear your hat. Don't play in the sun. Go to school. Go to sleep. But we never explained why. It's as if they are servants. لا. They are our children. Yaqub alayhi salam says, don't tell your dream to your brothers. Did he stop there? No. He said, lest they plot against you. He's explaining to his child. See how he's growing up his child, nurturing his child, giving his child this feeling of responsibility. He's at the age. Lest they shall plot against you. But then subhanallah, look how he continues to parent his child. He knows that this child will be confused. How can my father tell me that my blood will harm me? This doesn't make sense. So he continues to teach his child. At-tawjih. At-tawjih as they call it. You have al-amr, thumma ta'lil, thumma tawjih. Right? In the books of Tarbiyah. You command to something, you explain why, and now this tawjih, you offer further guidance. What does he say? إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لِلْإِنسَانِ عَدُوٌ مُبِينَ That my dear son, don't be afraid. If they happen to do something, it's not their fault. It's the fault of shaitan. Shaitan is an, a, a great enemy to mankind. How many of us teach our child about shaitan? So Yaqub teaches Yusuf this amazing lesson. And Yaqub as a prophet knows that this dream means my son is going to go through difficulty. Amazing difficulty. Years of difficulty. So immediately he takes the opportunity to teach this child the lessons of life. The golden lessons. He says, وَكَذَلِكَ يَجْتَبِيكَ رَبُّكَ Subhanallah. He tells his child, my dear child, and this is how Allah has chosen you and will teach you the revelation. And according to some of the Mufassirun, the ability to interpret dreams. And this is how Allah is going to complete His favor upon you. As He completed His favors upon your forefathers, Ibrahim wa Ishaq. Subhanallah, He's teaching this young boy. That young boy, if you, if you find yourself in the bottom of a well, don't be in despair. Allah is with you. This is Allah completing His favor upon you. If strange men take you and take you to a foreign land, 
don't be scared. Allah is aware. And this is how Allah is completing His favors upon you. When a strange minister from Egypt will buy you and put you in a house of shirk, don't lose your values and don't be afraid. Remember the lessons of your father and understand that Allah knows where you are and Allah is completing His favor upon you. When you are tricked into zina, remember your duties. Remember your parental lessons given to you from your father. And remember that Allah is watching you. And remember this is how Allah is completing His favors upon you. When you're thrown into prison and forgotten about for years, know that Allah hasn't forgotten about you. And this is how Allah is completing His favors upon you. Subhanallah. This is a young boy. The scholars of Tafsir say it was around seven when he was abducted. So he was cut from his father's golden advice from that age. But look at this man. Everywhere he went, he was defined as a good person. How many times in Surah Yusuf do you find this ayah? Everyone is giving testimony that he, we see you from the good doers. When he's in prison, he's giving da'wah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and tawheed. After living for years, the peak years of his life, the teens, in a house of shirk, in a house of no morals, he comes out to be, subhanallah, what a beautiful person, outwardly and inwardly. When he's tricked into zina, he says, Allah. When he's locked in a room, and there's nobody but him and her, he remembers what his father said, that Allah knows where you are, and this is how Allah is completing his favor upon you. So he says, Allah. I seek refuge in Allah. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. And then, when he's reunited with his brothers, and he says and exclaims, that Allah was good to me, إِذْ أَخْرَجَنِي مِنَ السِّجِنِ When Allah took me out of the prison. And he brought my family from the deserts. After what? After shaitan caused enmity between me and my brothers. Who taught him that? Who taught him that? Ya Shabab. Who taught him that? His father. When? When he was an infant. Look at him. He's telling his father at meeting him. After shaitan caused enmity between me and my brothers. Yaqub taught him that. That if they do it, it's shaitan. It's not them. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. What an amazing... Look at this tarbiyah. Look at this... This is the reality of being a parent of servants of Allah. I know children of Adam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. So, teach our children. From the joint parental qualities... I don't know how much time I have left. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. This is the last thing I'll say. From the joint role as mother and father is teaching your children how to use their amenities. Today we find a scary trend. And that is the trend of our children having every piece of dunya with them that you can think of. We spoke about the television earlier. It transcends that realm into games and the latest games and so on and so forth. And mobile phones. And everything else. SubhanAllah, I traveled to one country. I was with a group of young boys, and honestly, I'm saying young boys, eight years old, seven years old, nine years old, six year old boys. And I pulled out my mobile phone. So the boy says, oh, mashallah, you have this phone. I said, yeah, alhamdulillah. He pulls out his phone, which is even higher version than mine. Because look at my phone. <laughs> seven year old boy, mashallah. Right? What has it become, brothers and sisters? 
think and don't be a blind follower. Think, what are the harms in me passing this radioactive device to a kid? And then busying this kid with WhatsApp. He's going to grow up tomorrow to be a person who doesn't like to socialize with anybody. The first thing he does in the day is pull out his phone and socialize via his phone. And the last thing he does at night is the same thing. It's not healthy to their growth and development. But that's one point. If you have to give them something, teach them how to use it. Teach them that there's limits to the usage of certain things. Teach them that there's a time and place to use certain things. My dad used to tell me, and he, he says his dad used to tell him that if somebody gives you a golden shoe, where will you put it? On your head or on your foot? Where? We're thinking. <laughs> it's a shoe. Where does a shoe go? On your foot. Doesn't matter if it's gold. It's the place where the shoe is. The foot, not the head. <laughs> right? So the same applies. There's a time and place for everything. We need to teach this to our children. We have to. We have to teach it to our children. How to use it. We gave them a car but didn't teach them about the importance of going to the masjid. And picking up people along the way when going to the masjid. We just gave it to them. You of age is your freedom. Tawakkal ala Allah. And then when you, when, when you found them at the disco, you're knocking the door of the sheikh. We gave them money, we didn't tell them how to spend it. And then when you find that Uliyadu Billah, they're taking illegal substances, we're knocking the door of the sheikh, sheikh I have a problem. We gave them amenities, but we never taught them how to use it. We gave them audio devices. And then we found them after some time listening to music. And now we're up in arms. And we're screaming at them. And we're grounding them. And we're making the situation even worse. We ask Allah to protect us. These are realities, brothers and sisters. These are questions that come in. Are we creating leaders? Are we leaders? Have we understood that leadership begins at home? These are the questions we need to answer, brothers and sisters. These are the questions. So the aim is not to, you know, come here and issue first class tickets to the hellfire. No. A lot of people are sad, looking sad. Smile. It helps me smile. It's a sunnah to smile. The aim, brothers and sisters, is not to become depressed or to feel that we are headed for destruction and disaster. No. As I told the brothers yesterday in Cardiff that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most forgiving, the most merciful. And as I said earlier, the issue is not in making a mistake. It's in not learning from it and rectifying ourselves. In being leaders from that particular point. Rectifying a mistake is from being a leader. This is what it is. So don't cry about what has passed. Contemplate over it. Learn from it. And now rectify it in the time that we have before we return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I pray to come to this community in the future and see these young gentlemen here and our young ladies, leaders of this community, a thriving community, a community of leadership and activeness and proactiveness, a community that through action is converting the non-Muslims to Islam because they see Islam walking in and around them. Islam shouldn't be something, brothers and sisters, in books that we read and on video cameras and YouTube and CDs. It shouldn't be this. 
Islam is not just in books, Islam is a way of life. It should be seen in the Muslims. Islam should be walking across every place of the earth that a Muslim is. Let us be Muslims. Let us claim our right to be revivers. Let us be the best. For this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed for us. When we said, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. I love you all for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything correct said is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He's perfect. And any mistakes are from myself and shaitan and I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. Hada wallahu a'lam. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.